0: Okay, so can you just first explain how you, as a former member of Congress, have like certain privileges that allow you to like you know go around and, and ask about things? Uh,
1: as, as a member of Congress you're uh, and, and you're in the House. Uh, you are especially because you're a delegate for a territory. You're entitled to go over to the Senate and ask questions. You can always ask a member. Uh, you can you'll get a response from a staffer, and uh, so you'll be able to always kind of you know, get a pretty good understanding of the status of anything uh, within a couple of hours.
0: And so you, um, being there, you you were asking around about. Uh, the status of H.R. 1365, and what were you able to find out?
1: Well, I think um, the, the status of uh, H.R. 1365 is that uh, in uh, November, when it was first contemplated that it would be brought up on unanimous consent in the Senate, there was one objection. And then in December, they decided to sort of fix it and, uh, and try to uh, offer it again on an amended version And then there were even more objections. And of course, ironically, all of the objections were by Republican senators. Uh, There were no objections by Democrat senators, which makes it very odd for uh, delegates and Nicholas to uh, make it seem like the Republicans were the most helpful when indeed the objections were coming from Republican senators.
0: Can, can you go into more detail about the nature of uh, the first objection and the one that happened more recently?
1: Okay, so that, the, the, the real issue has always been uh, every, every, every bill that spends money has to be scored by the Congressional Budget Office. And then if it's required to spend money, you have to provide an offset in order to spend that money. Because, in effect, Guam is spending its own money. It should be exempted from this. But it takes a lot of explanation to people because staffers and members of the House and members of the Senate, when they first see it, they say, why is this jurisdiction being exempted from this? So the objection was, uh, you know, you're exempting them from scoring. So then that was the first objection. The second uh, objections were made when they decided to remove that uh, version out and so it even attracted more attention why all of a sudden of the shift and both of these all of these objections occurred in uh, way before bill 181 was ever passed in guam so these objections have uh, in my estimation nothing to do with bill
0: 181 can you give us a little more uh a little, can, you, can you provide more specifics on the actual timeline of these objections and when they occurred?
1: Well, the first objection occurred in November, and then the second objections were raised as the, there was a, a suggested amendment to be made uh, that were made in, uh, you know, around the December 18, 19 timeframe, something like that. And uh, then uh, what happened, of course, is by these objections being raised, They're now thinking, well, they could clear away all those objections and pass it on unanimous consent in the Senate this month. That's the anticipated trajectory. If they go ahead and pass it in an amended version, it then has to go back to the House of Representatives. And then the House of Representatives will have to take it up again. So it's not a real clear uh, pathway. And the pathway, the the obstructions in the road, uh, are not 181. It's not the legis- government of Guam legislation. The obstacles in the way is to try to explain to everyone's satisfaction how the scoring should either be done or ignored.
0: This is something that you've kind of uh, said in our conversations in the last year. I mean, uh, coming on the after party is uh, this notion that. The, the Delegate Nicholas pushes that, oh, the federal government has Guam under a microscope and they're watching our every move, and you kind of disagree with, with that.
1: Well, yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, and, yeah, of course everyone is looking at what you're doing, but in this instance it has to do not with what's going on in the Guam legislature. It has to do with scoring. It has to do with where you're getting the money. It's pretty obvious to us that we're immersed in it, where it's getting the money. But when you're looking at hundreds of bills in various offices and staffs, and especially for, you know, chairs of budgetary committees and chairs of appropriations committees, they, they get very sensitive on this. And so there has to be a lot of work. So this work should have been all done in advance of the, of the introduction. But here we are, and so hopefully it still works out. But I have to say that, from my point of view, uh, the the references to Bill 181 is not just misinformation; it's even disinformation. It's sort of designed to distract our attention somewhere else, when the real issue is is uh, here in Washington. Uh,
0: Congressman, what about? Delegate St. Nicholas uh, came here for his address and then he um, abruptly left. And before he left, he provided uh, Island Media with a statement. And that statement was, I mean, uh, you know, pretty much the gist of it was that, oh, there's been an objection and I have to rush back to Washington, D.C. and I have to try and salvage this. So, uh, you know, the local government should repeal um, 181. If these objections were made in early December, uh, how could the, how could Delegate Nicholas not have been aware of, of that? And why would well, he only he, be finding out well, about he, him now? Yeah, it's he, he, uh,
1: certainly likely that he was aware of it and his staff was aware of it. That's why I said it's misinformation to uh, affix that responsibility to the passage of Bill 181. And it's, it could even be just deliberate disinformation. You know, it's like trying to throw our attention somewhere else. When the problem is pretty clear, so um, uh, I, obviously it still needs to be worked out, and hopefully it will be worked out in the uh, in the long run. But it's not as uh, it's not a, a road without a lot of
0: obstacles. So, uh, Delegates Nicholas has provided an end of January uh, timeline in a Facebook post. He had uh, put that you know he's asking uh, survivors to be patient. That he's um, estimating that. 1365 will pass by the end of January which is just a couple weeks away. How realistic does that seem to you uh, now knowing what you know?
1: Well uh, one we have the impeachment trial coming up in the Senate so that's uh, you know that could waylay things but basically if he passed if it's passed in the Senate, uh, there's, it's still possible to pass in the Senate in an amended version. If it passes in the Senate in an amended version, it doesn't go to President Trump. It goes back to the House, where it would have to be taken up uh, under the suspension calendar. And there's more uh, complications in that than, uh, than the unanimous consent calendar in the Senate. So uh, even if, the, if it passes in an amended version, and that's my understanding, is what they're working off of now, then uh, it would go back to the house and who knows when it
0: would pass then. I hope I'm not asking you to speculate here but you know uh, going back to when Delegate St. Nicholas left the island um, and said that you know he had to rush back and uh, salvage things. We haven't heard from him. We've received no clarification on what these um, objections were. Why do you think that is?
1: I have no idea because he certainly has access to information and he certainly uh, can Senate uh, to check the status of the hotline.
0: Can I just give you? Oh, go ahead. He he can he can do that, and so
1: you know, rather than uh, than uh, you know, he could give a full explanation. Of course, the explanation of it is uh, is seen by some people as legislative uh, trivia. You know, all that is the way they do business. It's complicated. It's this. It's that. But in this instance, I, I think we need to focus on why certain information is being released, why other information is not being released, and uh, and why uh, Bill 181 is being uh, blamed for uh, delaying this when it was delayed before Bill 181 was passed and signed.